0: Hello and welcome to episode 106 of TLDR podcast. Full disclosure, I'm going to say out right here, Alex is not here. The reason being is because Alex is going door to door, knocking people's doors and being like, hey, do you like olives? And if they say yes, he's going to give them a lecture about how olives are bad. Just so you guys know, that's what Alex is doing. Fun fact, he confirmed it himself. And if it, Alex, if that's not what you're doing, you have 10 seconds to tell us right now. It's not, I'm not going to wait 10 seconds, I'm just joking. He's not here, so he can't say no. That's what he's doing. But everybody else has had some pretty um, exciting. That's what he's some wixer. It's what?
1: <laughs> it's just like like how long were you thinking about that one?
0: <laughs> uh, probably about three seconds before I said go. Oh, so,
1: That's impressive. That's yeah, impressive.
0: Yeah, no, it's just my mind goes in circles. It's weird. Tyler moved into a new place. That yeah. I was not asked to help move into, so I'm a little hurt right now.
2: Tyler, no. mm. how's in your place? Yeah, James, I kind of forgot how much you actually enjoy moving, um. So that's on me. I hate it, but I'm just
1: strong. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm actually know. now pissed at you, Tyler, because I don't like moving. So yeah,
2: <laughs> shit. Well, I clearly asked the wrong person, but uh, either way, we are moved in. We're still kind of getting settled with everything, um. But so far, so good. So, I mean, you, know, you guys aren't watching it, but we're. I'm currently in the new podcast studio, which is actually an actual room. Versus a small little like den than it was last time, um, so yeah, it's good so far. Uh, I'm really excited about the new home theater system that we're hooking up upstairs. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool. So I'm excited for all everyone uh, on this podcast to come see it at some point. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, but so far so good. He said he has to deal with traffic now. Yeah, I actually have like, like a commute and like sit in traffic for like 20 minutes, and I hate it already. But 20 minutes, 20, 20, 20 minutes,
0: minutes dude. It, you're complaining about twenty hey, minutes.
2: I'm used to I'm used to a five minute commute. Like literally I, I I make two turns and I'm at work. So that's that's where I'm coming from. I know black people have a way worse, but it's it's, it's gonna be an adjustment for me.
1: It's drawing.
0: Yeah. It's drawing. Trading walks down the hallway. That's what yeah. he does.
1: Oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> two days a week, dude. Two days a week he walks down two the hallway. I week. mean he has to go down the stairs, I mean, then down to the hallway. But two days a week, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of trading, having to go far distances, that boy's in Canada in an RV.
1: Hey,
0: yeah, that's a lot about it, big guy.
1: Um, I am currently at my grandparents' house. We took a trip up here. We took the RV. So we had six of us in a, in an RV, um, just driving straight up the the 15, the I-15. Um, and you know, it's, it it was fun. It was a a great, it was a great drive. We got to my, you know, we got to my grandparents' house, my parents, um, my dad's parents' house. And, you know, we're just kind of chilling out, um, visiting family. We have a wedding to go to uh, next Saturday. So, uh, you know, we're just kind of doing our typical two week, uh, vacations here and I'm working most of the days, even though it's kind of slow. So I can kind of work and talk about stuff, hang out with my family. And, um, yeah, I'm missing dinner for this. So, uh, this just shows how much i love you guys and how much i love our fans that i'm that i'm put i'm pushing away my grandfather's food for this commitment
0: i I mean we had to postpone it a day because you had to do the same thing yesterday so
1: yeah but the whole family team you know i i had to push it back
0: and for work real fast uh do you have to make that commute all the way back to california or are you just walking down the hall like i said you were
1: yeah, no, there's a, there's a, they got that. We got the PJ, we got the private jet. Uh, that's going to take me <laughs> right to, uh, to, to Pasadena. The, the PJ. PJ is really nice. No, <laughs> honestly, no. I, uh, I just am in this office. My, the office that I used to play computer games in when I was like five years old. So
0: nostalgia. No, there is a that's bit of
1: nostalgia cool. in this room.
0: That's really cool. And Tyler, I'm not going to lie, man. Those degrees behind you are boring compared to what was behind you before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like mean, the uh, Winterfell
0: flag and then like, yeah the sports stuff mm-hmm. and now it's just a am yeah, why are you like sophisticated? i'm
2: looking at it uh unfortunately i really want really to really switch your background better but just you'll see it when you arrive here it's kind of the only way this room works um it was it see i, believe, I spent days thinking about the room setup and unfortunately it's just the only way it worked out, see but, when
1: you walk in now it's like now you see all the stuff that you don't want to see like when you're looking into a nice room you're looking for like diplomas and nice f- nice frames now we get to see that stupid shit when we'd rather see the the fun shit. The uh, bobbleheads, like you have it fucked up.
2: Next time, next time, I want every episode. I'll have a bobblehead over over here, <laughs> and it'll just it'll just be a company meter during the podcast. How about that? It's like so you, it's like like you need someone with agreeing trading. with you. Yeah,
0: Can I remember back in the day he used to hang a different jersey up behind him for every <laughs> single podcast. That was Eric did that. That was Eric. Did that. Also, you did too. You put your championship. Yeah, up I, there. I did
1: a couple times. I oh, yeah, did, you did times. That's fair. I don't do we're that. We've evolved. We now have a blank wall and diplomas. <laughs> <Here we laughs> I just want to show up how smart our only house two is. episodes, man. I'm go, going high. back. I'm going back in two Always weeks. Opposite.
0: <laughs> You're weird. Anyway, let's get into the episode here without Alex, which is very sad. Alex, we miss you so much. Please come back. We're gonna start off with the NHL free agency. Reason being is because I think free agency opened relatively recently. I'm not sure when. Today, but the, today okay today was in today's tuesday by the way wednesday today's, today's wednesday. wednesday today's wednesday by the way <laughs> my phone has been going off with just random stuff of people's names i don't know and i i can't pronounce half of them but they're going crazy so they're like signing for like four million dollars which apparently is a lot in the nhl did not know <laughs> that
1: <laughs> trading yeah, NHL free agency. It's yeah. You, so uh so uh, you know obviously today is uh is july 13th which is The the official um, free agency day for the NHL. Usually it's July 1st, but given that we started a little late last uh, this last season, they had to push everything back. But um, for this free agency, um, um, this free agency season so far, it's been one day. Um, We've seen one hundred forty seven signings, three hundred and one contract years for a total cap hit of two hundred sixty two million dollars in in total contract dollars. That's just shy of uh, or that's just about eight hundred eighty five million. Yes, Jose, that is a poverty league compared to the <laughs> M- NBA. I understand that, <laughs> or especially the uh, the MLB. Tyler, I'm pretty sure like one guy is it makes 885 million, right? Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. 885 um, million.
0: Wow. Okay. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah, I understand that over 147 signings. That is not a lot of money if you are a diehard. Uh, you know, football fan, basketball fan, baseball fan. But it's literally you know, one Jokic extension. That's so crazy. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, so, uh, but let's get into it. Um, all, you know, th- there's been some interesting signings so far. We've seen um, teams jump ship. Or, I'm sorry, players jump ship. We've seen t- some teams, um, you know, lose, lose great players. Some teams gain great players. Some So we're seeing the rebuild or we're seeing teams start to re- start, um the rebuilding, start retooling, start getting ready for the next season. Um, it's been pretty interesting so far. Nothing super crazy except, you know, save for a couple, but um, you know, we had we did have some big names um kind of go to different places. Um, but before we get before I get into a lot of them, I actually asked the guys to just kind of you know look through who, you know, look through the list of all the um signings or, or they could pick a team if that interest that if that was of interest of them. And just, you know, give me give me your idea of what you know kind of piqued your interest in this uh in this free agency uh, data. It's always interesting how free agents, um, you know, where they go and how everything kind of shakes out. So James, what kind of caught your eye here? I mean, there, there's quite a bit, I don't see very much happening with your team. So I know that the, <laughs> the ducks aren't too interesting for you, but there are some other interesting teams out there and uh, you know, what, what, what piqued your interest? Well, I mean, full disclosure here. um, I really
0: only want to talk about one guy and that was Johnny Goudreau, Johnny yeah. hockey. And He was, at the time that I did my research, he was a free agent. But then maybe 30 minutes ago, he signed with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I don't really have much to go on here. But, I mean, off the top of my head, Johnny Goudreau is a big one. Why would he go to the Columbus Blue Jackets? I don't know. He he goes to someplace that's a winner where he can really excel to go in someplace where he takes a pay cut to be on an all right team. And that's the same thing with, like, Claude Giroux. How did he go from the Panthers to the Senators. And I get the Senators are making a push right now, but I don't think they're going to be good enough to contend. And at 34 years of age, Claude Giroux needs to be on a team that contends. For somebody with a story career like his to be such a good player and to have have such elite power, like he's great, who hasn't won a cup yet, and you go to the Senators, you should have picked a team that would give you a chance to compete. Or like, sorry, I'm just going back and forth here. But the one thing, the biggest thing, that really got me this uh today is jack campbell going to edmonton and i get it, i get it. edmonton needed a goalie and he signed for five years I the top five. of my head what 25 mil yeah for 25 mil total yeah yes man i'm good but he signed for that <laughs> much money right and the thing about jack campbell is that he's good but then there are times where he dips for and sure. is not good which we saw last season he was great he was a a trophy candidate for a little bit, got hurt, came back, was terrible, atrocious, towards the end of the season, got better, then the playoffs disappeared again. It's peaks and valleys of Jack Campbell. And I get that the Oilers need goaltending. That's a big thing for them. They had Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen, who were inconsistent. And what I'm seeing is Jack Campbell is also inconsistent. You, I mean, like, he's he's a much better goalie than both those players that I just mentioned, Ship and Smith and and yes but the inconsistencies haven't proven to be haven't over he hasn't overcome his inconsistencies to the point that I can rely on him for 25 million dollars for five years that's a big contract that's a long contract for right now and you're signing him to be your guy for long term for five years but he has yet to prove that he can do an entire season without having those those
1: valleys that's concerning to me no, that I you make a good point. I mean, the problem is you have to look at, you know, I'm I'm glad you bring that up, and we'll go back to Johnny G in a, in a sec here. But um, I want to I want to tackle this one. You you make a great point. Yeah, he does have he does have his inconsistencies. He does have peaks and valleys. But his his career, he's he's a solid, very very solid goaltender. The problem is when you're when you have no other choice, that's what you have to go with. Um, and there was no other choice. I mean, Darcy camper signed elsewhere and Darcy Kemper, in my opinion, is (laughs) not the answer either. (laughs) So, um, at least Jack Campbell, you know, Jack Campbell is is a guy that is a guy that is very well loved in the locker room, which is, which is a big thing. Um, you know, he, he takes a lot of pride in his work. He, He, he puts a lot of, he puts a lot of the blame on himself, which I think is actually problematic at times, but, um, yes i understand i do i do agree that his inconsistency is a problem but um you know ju- just as fickle as his play is so are the so are the fans of of a lot of the teams he's played for naming namingly the the uh, uh toronto maple Leafs, and they downgraded in goaltending was matt probably, murray. with matt murray and fucking uh they just who else they had uh, i forget who else but it's it's a fucking joke so for like five hundred dollars or five hundred thousand dollars less than uh than jack so even though it's only two years so that i mean that's great but they're not going to be winning anything with with fucking matt murray in my opinion so james you make a good point i think i think that that's just what we had to deal with we lost both goaltenders we know that mike smith's not playing another year for the for us and mike miko koskinen jumped ship to europe um and jeff uh jeff skinner i'm sorry jeff skinner uh Stuart skinner is going to be um you know, coming from Bakersfield up and he can't, he's now waiver eligible. So he's part of the team. So, uh, we had to find some one a, and I think he's kind of, was the best option. And, you know, we have 7 million, you know, a little about 7 million wrapped up in goaltenders, maybe six and a half. And that's pretty solid. So I'm not too upset about it. I'm actually pretty impressed by, uh, by given the given, he kind of was it and we got him at 5 million. It could have been a lot worse, but, uh, as for Johnny G, um, That was the big one. I mean, that was the big question mark. And I'm like, oh, we're going to go to bed, not knowing where he goes. And then then I find out he's going to fucking Columbus. I thought the same thing. Why would you go there? But obviously he did not want to be in Calgary. And that's a, that's a clear indictment on Calgary. Calgary has been the biggest loser of this, uh, of this um, free agency season. That's for sure. I mean, they, they lost everything they haven't done anything last two seasons. They're, they're in big trouble. Um, you know, and for the first time in a long time, I'm actually thinking that, or there's actually one, a, a free, free agency, uh, season so far. Um, we signed a Vander Kane for a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid, um, number. And I'm actually very, very, um, excited so far. And I, I, I was not excited after last season, I'm extremely excited for this season. Um, and who else? You said Johnny uh, Goudreau, uh, J- Drew. Yeah, that one was weird. I don't know why he went to Ottawa, but I think he's close to home, so that means something. Um, sorry, the phone's going to ring. It's not my phone. Sorry. Just the um, crab. Um, <laughs> no, Patrick, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see if they're going to. They're not going to answer it. Um, is there
0: like a button you can like mute it or what? Thunder Mifflin, this is Pam.
1: <laughs> Whatever, um, I don't <laughs> want to just. Like, anyway, <laughs> um, uh, th- th- those are quite interesting. I know Johnny wanted to go closer to home in the United States. I think he just wanted to be in the United States. I so think wanted out of out of Canada, and I don't know why he went to Columbus when he's going to be paired up with Patrick Liney. I mean, you get that so that might be pretty interesting. But
0: you know what's crazy, dude? They still have a landline.
1: Yeah, they do yeah, have a landline. That's
0: that insane crazy. to me. Yeah. Not many places still have
1: a landline. No, they they do. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, we talked about Johnny G. We talked about Giroux. I know that I know it's Slim Pickens now, but there are still some interesting things going on, um, and I'm pretty sure you might have someone different.
2: Yeah, um, obviously Johnny G. was certainly my top uh, interest of who's going to get moved. Um, as James mentioned a couple hours ago, that happened. Um, but some other notable uh, free agents that signed that you know I was looking forward to seeing where they would go. Uh, Darcy Kemper uh, going to the Capitals. I think that was a good move on the Capitals end. I think they needed goaltending. Um, You know, I think they got a pretty solid one in Kemper. Um, The Evgeny Malkin drama going there in Pittsburgh was very interesting to watch. Um, I thought for a second he was definitely going to leave. I thought we were seeing almost like a Freddie Freeman kind of situation going on there in in, in Pittsburgh, but they they eventually figured it out. Uh, He signed back with the Pens, and I also thought the Evander Kane uh, signing was one that was going to be interesting to watch. Um, Ended up going back to the Oilers. Um, which I think, I don't know, he seemed to gel pretty well in that, in that lineup there, and it was very, very productive. Um, I think people were talking, you know, obviously there's a lot of baggage that comes with Kane, but it uh, looks like the Oilers are willing to take that on. And I think, you know, obviously, as we saw during the postseason, especially during that late run the Oilers made, he's a huge part, and he, he, he makes him that much better. So I think that's a good signing by them. Um, I think overall, so far, for the most part, I think pretty good signings for, for players and clubs. I know obviously, a few ones that are kind of confusing, the Goudreau and uh, Giroux, uh, certainly like interesting ones, but uh, I mean, everyone got a little better. Every team did at least uh, so far. So um, I mentioned, I would like obviously going into it. I want to see what how, I was, I thought the Kings would be a little more aggressive. Kadri um, still around, right? He's still up still around. Yep. So uh, that'd be an interesting one. Kadri, the Kings, King, King Kadri. I don't know. We'll see. I uh, can
1: see that. I mean, I, I definitely could see that. He, he's the kind of, he's the kind of player that would love that, that, um, that spotlight. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's been, it's been quite interesting though. You do say that a lot of teams have, you know, got better. I, I, I would say there's a couple teams that haven't and that the Calgary flames have done fucking all have fuck fuck all. And James, I'll get to in just a sec um, before I, while I have this on my mind and you know what? James's Florida Panthers are dog shit. Oh, they <laughs> lost everybody. <laughs> they have done nothing <laughs> after, after winning the president's trophy. Not only did they get swept by the uh, – well, they, I know the Lightning didn't win, but at least they went to the finals. They lost fucking everybody. So, James, what were you going to say? Uh, I mean, I was going to talk about my actual team
0: real fast because I just yeah. got a notification that they signed Ryan Strom for five years, $5 million dollars per year, so $25 million, just like Jack Campbell, and he's now going to kind of be their center. So the Ducks finally did something yeah. worth noting. Because he was pretty good for the range. To... He was decent. Like,
1: is he gonna help him win now?
0: Probably not. But that's okay.
1: <laughs> no, you. But here's the thing, James. You need you need NHL players. Like, you can't just put the whole farm on, on the NHL team because because if you if they can't win, then they then they then they create this this culture of of losing, and that's not good. So I think that's good, James. Interestingly, you'd be you'd be interested to hear this. Um, my coach Sam that I work with at Chapman, he is actually working with. Um, the Ducks coaching staff at um, yeah, development camp. He's looking to join their their ranks, so he's working directly with uh, with Dallas Eakins himself. So um, I'm getting a lot of inside um, scoop on that, that whole thing. So he used to play in the league though. Uh, sorry,
0: He used to play in the league though back in the day. Sam? Yeah,
1: yep. Uh, no, Sam didn't. No, uh, that's the other coach. The other coach. The other coach. Um, but Sam does. He actually is a coach of the Columbia national team who consistently wins the gold. So, um, so there's that. Um, so, uh, so that, I mean, that, that's kind of the, the major, you know, the major news guys. I mean, we've, we've, those are the major ones that we kind of went through. I don't know of anyone else that kind of, um, th- th- you know, there's a lot of, we've, we've seen a lot of signings, but nothing that really catches my eye besides, you know, the Claude Giroux's. uh there's a lot of like, you, you did see um, uh, the lightning kind of, Extend their core for another eight years. That's, I mean, that they're just doing lightning things. That's just what they fucking do every single year. Uh, Athanasia is no longer a king, Tyler. He he signed somewhere else. Um, clearly didn't work out, <laughs> <That's all good. laughs> which is fine. We don't want him anyway. I told you, Eric. I fucking told you, bro. <laughs> um, um, other than that, it's it's been quite interesting. Uh, the biggest, the, you know, the biggest winners to me are, um, K- Carolina did, pr- did fairly well. Um, uh, you know, I think Ottawa senators did pretty fucking well. Um, they, they nabbed Alex to um in a crazy trade with, uh, with Chicago. Chicago is literally stripping it down. I mean, they are stripping it down to the bare fucking bones. When do Kane and Taze get moved is the big question. Um, he unloaded uh, Dorian unloaded Matt Murray's contract to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now they're his, now he's their problem. Um, he got cam Talbot. Um, he got Claude Giroux. Like I, look i'm not saying they're going to compete for in the cup but they're in a hell of a different position than they were last year so that's pretty impressive
0: i mean the canes also just got burns from a trade which is a huge thing
1: yeah they did they did get burns um i i think that both sides are pretty happy about that i think burns is a little overpaid um uh, for what he offers and but you know the canes are in a win now mode and they need that defense that, that kind of uh that kind of player they need a skull score they need a defensive uh uh, prowess on the back end offensively and that's where he com- comes in uh columbus i think won by getting johnny somehow <laughs> i don't know how the fuck they swindled him on that one but uh, it's clear that he did not want to go to Cal- back to calgary so um, it's been it's been interesting guys um i you know we'll, we'll keep up on it um next 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 week we'll talk about it some more if uh, if anything else big happens but um you know stay tuned um there's gonna be a lot more trades i feel like um, and a lot more teams um, you are going to finish this this week out and weekend out with uh, with a lot of moves because once that happens, there's a bit of a lull, and then we get back into the NHL season. But um, for now, strap in because uh, I think we have a fun few few more days to come here. So. Yeah, everybody, strap in, as Trayton says. While you strap in, we're going to take a quick break. When we return,
0: fantasy football is not going last this week. It's going second. Hope you guys see you guys soon. welcome back everybody if you have uh, been paying attention you know following along the last couple of weeks we went running backs first for fantasy and they were wide receivers next is tight ends and trading as trading knows everything about tight ends told me he's i don't a tight know end guy
1: but Can i'm excited every
0: tight end no demand
1: no that's not true but i am excited to to for next week you're going to do kickers and and defense so that'll be fun
0: Yes, we're doing kickers and defense that I didn't know about. So we're gonna do that
1: next week. But Nobody's being, gonna,
0: everybody's gonna turn that part off. They're gonna be like, ah, oh, fuck this. It's gonna be Baltimore, and that's it. Johnny Tucker and Baltimore. But tight ends. We're going tight ends. Top 10, like always, we'll start off with number one. Mr. Tight end
1: guy trade in. Who's number one? Um, for me, it's gonna be Travis Kelsey. It just kind of always is, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, I you know, I know he didn't have quite the um quite the year he normally does, like like last year he he was behind um, in in points, but um I, I just think that you know, whenever you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback and he's and those two have just a connection, Travis Kelsey is your is your guy.
0: Alex agrees with you 100 percent and
2: so does James. We all
0: say Travis Kelsey going at number one.
2: Wrong. Tyler. Who do you have? I, I do not have Travis Kelsey. At number one, I have Mark Andrews as number oh, okay. one. He was the number one fantasy wide receiver in 2021. Uh, there's no reason to doubt this guy's production. 22, um, Kelsey, again, he's been elite. He's been elite for so many years. It's hard to t- it's hard to you know knock him down. Um, but I do believe that Mark Andrews last year uh, there's been a change of the guard at number one, and I think that is Mark Andrews.
0: I mean, I love that. that that's great. That's really cool. But I have Mark Andrews at number two because it's just Travis Kelsey is on a better offense let's be real when it comes from a quarterback i mean Patrick mahomes is a better throwing quarterback than lamar jackson is nobody's going to argue that statement and in order to get the ball to a tight end you don't you don't run the ball to a tight end you have to pass him the ball and i get that he's the best tight end like last season but mark andrews is really good but doesn't get as targeted as much as travis kelsey especially on tired of kill trade who's number two
1: my number two is mark andrews um look I, I I know that mark Andrews outperformed um Travis Kelsey last year but and and that was on the on the basis of um and you know I'm, I'm the stat guy here he said a career high playing 75 percent of offensive snaps Travis Kelsey still averages 81. he's just on the field more hmm. I
0: like that
2: and Tyler who's number two uh number two it got Kelsey um listen like it was it was a tough one uh with with Andrews and Kelsey but like i guess I feel Kelsey is still an elite elite uh, tight end, but I think he slowed down. Like the last couple years he's starting to trend downward just a bit. He's getting up there in age. Um there is some reason to doubt that he may not be the number one tight end anymore. But still, like I guess that's still a top three guy.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Fun fact Travis Kelsey and Rob gronkowski are the same age. Holy They're fun. both 32. And Gronkowski plays like he's 40 and Travis Kelsey plays like a god. So there is some there's some truth in what you're saying, Tyler. One day Travis Kelsey will slow down. I don't think it'll be this year, but it'll be next year. But I, I get what you're saying. Alex also chose Mark Andrews as number two. Three overall for tight ends. Tyler, who you got?
2: Number three, I got Darren Waller. Um, I think his production fell a little bit late last season due to injury. Um, but you can't deny this dude's talent. I think the Raiders are going to be, you know, uh, I think they're going to be an improved team from, from last year, which I think, you know, as, as long as Waller stays healthy, I think this guy's going to be great.
1: Trade. Yep. Warren dollar. It is same, same, uh, same thing. Tyler says, I mean, he, he kind of said it all. I think they're going to be better. Um, and I, I know that he did take a step back. He was a little injured last season, which was a problem because Darren Waller was such a big, uh, you know, big pickup for me two years ago, but um, you know, he he'll be back in it this season and, and I think they're going to be better.
0: And I agree. I have the Walrus risk going at number three as well. And, Contrary to what people think, having Devontae Adams there will take away targets. I actually think it'll help his targets a ton because Devontae Adams will get doubled. Devontae Adams is number one on that team in terms of receiving. Darren Waller is number two now. He will not get double teamed. As before, he was literally the only receiving option. He was double, triple, quadruple teamed, which is why his production went down. Now he's gonna have single coverage on him. Boy's gonna feast. Three overall, Darren Waller.
1: He found the end zone nine times. Not Obviously, not last season. The season before, like the dude, if he's open, he's fucking scoring he's on it. And Yo, you need, Kelsey. and James, you've said it multiple times. You need tight ends that score touchdowns.
0: That's the only way you score points. <laughs> yeah. it's Travis Kelsey, so or Mark Andrews now. Uh, and Darren at Waller. number three, and Darren Waller and number three <laughs> for Alex. Also, Darren Waller. Number four, jaden Who do you have?
1: Um, it, it, it it's uh the sophomore Kyle Pitts, um first rookie tight end to reach a thousand yards um since the mike dit ditka in 1961 don't i i'm sorry if i butchered that name james he's I, know li-
0: I he's literally like he's on tv all the time like he's an announcer like he's a commentator
1: Dittka. yeah, yeah. Dittka. um i guess i like guess on, he like, is he's on movies there's the tight end like, guy dares. <laughs> um and you know i i i, I think it's cop i mean come on he, he's a stud he's a stud.
0: Alex also agrees with you. Tyler, who do you got number four?
2: I got Dalton Schultz at number four. Um, wow. I like Pitts, but I think Schultz is on a much better offense uh, there in Dallas. Uh, his numbers have been trending up the last few seasons. Um, and like I said, I think with we mentioned how the Cowboys lost a few offensive targets. I think Schultz, along with CeeDee Lamb, is going to get a bulk of that uh, available target um, uh, opportunities. So I think I got Schultz at four.
0: I love that. I love that. Cause I, I, I think the same thing, Dalton Schultz at number four. And like you were talking about the targets, there have been a total of 181 vacated targets to go between two guys in CD lamb and Dalton Schultz. And there's no, there's no other way of putting it. There's going to be a huge uptick in targets for Schultz and he's good and he's young and he's a great runner and blocker. It's, and I'm, it's crazy. And a lot like along those 100, 181 targets that are gone now in Amari Cooper and, um, Michael Gallup, 44% of those were targets inside the 10-yard line, which if you know anything about football and tight ends, that's what tight ends get targeted the most on the goal line. You're going to see a huge uptick in just red zone targets and touchdowns from Dalton Schultz, which is why he's number four in my book.
2: Number five, Tyler, who you got? Number five, I have Zach Ertz. Um, it seems oh. like he has rejuvenated his career Ooh-hoo-hoo. in Arizona. Yeah. And he was a little bit lower on a lot of projections, but you know, like guys, we can't forget that this guy was an absolute stud in Philly before things kind of went weird sideways there with, with a quarterback change and all that. But like I said, he, he came in Arizona, he fit right in. I think he did a great job. I think he's going to come in with a full season or coming into his first full season there in Arizona. I think he's going to do great. Um, just like looking at the rest of the board. I, I would trust Zach Ertz over the next guys that I have on this list.
0: Trey, what do you got? Number five.
1: Number five i know i'm probably gonna get roasted by james uh i got george kittle i got george kittle mm-hmm. here um and the reason that is is because while he was a little inconsistent on his usage last season um he never finished lower than than the fourth uh tight end four in points per game over the past four years regardless of what happened that, la- last year trey lance is a little bit more dynamic um there's gonna be a little bit of variance and i think kittle's gonna be um uh, you know, I, I think that that's going to add some 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 spice to the to the offense a little bit. You might see George Kittle utilize a little bit more, um, and I just think that he's he's the guy at five.
0: Why did you think I was going to roast you?
1: I don't know because I know that you've said that George Kittle is the best overall tight end because he's good at blocking, but not necessarily the best, you know, PPR guy.
0: Hmm. You're wrong
1: because I agree with you. <laughs> oh, I will yeah, not roast you because I also have
0: George Kittle number five. Reason being is Trey Lance is now the QB. And for most young QBs, their safety valve and their best friend is the tight end. trey I mean, not, not Trey Lance, but George Kittle will be featured on the offense as well as be the safety valve. That's a lot of targets for a guy who is good at it. And he's good. hes on the field 95% of the time for yourself. He's out there to block and then be a safety valve if that play falls through. He runs routes. like He's a wide receiver that can't be brought down by less than three guys. You got a game tackle this dude. He doesn't go down easy. At number five, um, Alex has Dalton Schultz.
2: Number six, Tyler, who you got? This is where I got Kyle Pitts at. Um, he had a great rookie season, uh, but only one touchdown. Um, I think this guy would be way better if he's on a better team. I think be, I think this guy's a bright future ahead of him. Hopefully Atlanta can kind of figure out their offense and, get, and give that guy a better system because I think this guy has the potential to be a number one fantasy tight end at some point. Um, but just with the team that he's on, um, I'm just going to put him at six
1: here.
0: I like that. Traden, Who's your number six?
1: This is where I have Dalton Schultz. Um, you know, he. I know he. he I, I think I love the fact that he's going to be a top two target in uh, in Dallas. Um, I, I, you know, just in terms of his usage, I don't know if he's going to get quite as many, uh, you know, targets as the others ahead. Maybe he will. Maybe I'm completely wrong there. But I just, I have him at six. He's still going to have an uh, incredible season. Um, and, you know, I think you should pick him up at six.
0: I got TJ Hawkinson out of Detroit wow. at number six. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, he had he played for 13 or 12 weeks last season because he, he got injured. But six out of those 12 weeks, he was a top 10 tight end finisher, which is huge for somebody young and an inconsistent offense. Uh, he actually ended up getting number one overall a couple times on the season. So that's really cool. The Lions are slowly getting better. And he's only he only played 12 games, like I said, and he was on pace for 100 plus targets in those 10, 12 games, which you can't say a lot of for these tight ends. Most tight ends don't get targeted this much, but TJ Hawkinson with Jared Goff does. And at number six for Alex, he had George Kittle. So everybody had something different for the first time for tight ends at number six. Number seven. trade we got.
1: Here's where I have Dallas Goddard. Goddard. Goddard got (laughs) it um he he over over, almost 25 percent of the eagles targets in 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 his full games played um which would have ranked second in the league and that's after Zach Ertz left um obviously he's 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 a big part of that uh, um of that philly offense and just like james said he's kind of that uh that safety valve when you got um the next patrick mahomes he needs he needs some help um right tyler
2: absolutely (laughs) never looking that down (laughs) Ever. I got I got Dal- Dallas at seven.
0: Dalton Schultz is seven, he says. <laughs> Not Dallas. Uh, Goddard. I mean
2: he has Dallas Goddard. Yeah. Dallas,
0: yeah.
2: uh- <laughs> Dallas- Gogurt. Goddard. Tyler, who do you got at seven? <laughs> <laughs> uh, at seven, this is where I have George Kittle. Um, he is he has so much talent and he has the, the potential to be so good. I just think he's just really inconsistent like he has games where he goes, he goes off and other games where he just, he can barely uh, reach uh, double digit points. Um, and he's, and he can be a little bit injury prone at times as well. The new quarterback is a risk. They, like I said, James, I think you made a good point that sometimes they do rely on those. Um, but I think it's always a risk, whether it's a rookie or anyone else, you know, coming into, into a new system, you never really know what you're going to expect. Um, so that's why I kind of have him all the way down at seven. Um, but like I said, he has the potential to be so, so good. So it was, it was hard to put him down there, but that's the reason why. Just the, 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 the inconsistencies and the uh, new uh, quarterback.
0: It's Good. At seven, I have Kyle Pitts. Reason being, this exactly what Tyler said earlier, Marcus Mariota is a quarterback on a team that's just terrible. And I mean, you had Matt Ryan, who is a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota, and he didn't put up the best numbers in the world what does that tell you? He's going to be good eventually once they get a decent quarterback, but you're at the mercy of your quarterback here. The quarterback is a limiting factor for the, for the tight end position. So that, that's why I got coppits at seven. He'll get a lot of volume. Yes. But what will he do with that volume? <laughs> will it pull will, will it be catchable?
1: Who knows? At seven <laughs> for
0: Alex, he had TJ Hawkinson. Number eight, train who you got.
1: This is where I have TJ Hawkinson. Um, you know, I, I don't know how he's gonna if we're gonna see him develop into you know a huge um, you know game changer with uh with the the Lions I you know I hope that that's the case, I, I just there's some risk there and that's why I'm at
2: eight. Okay, Tyler, eight, I have uh, Dallas Goddard here. Um, I think the Eagle, the Eagles are very run heavy with their offense, but they do love using the tight end. Um, and I think that Goddard when he came in after he, he, he became the, the, the number one guy after Ertz left, he played great. Um, so I think the Eagles do like using him. Um, I think he's going to be a key piece in that offense. Um, so like I said, I don't think he's going to be a huge volume guy, but potentially, you know, a big scorer um, and comes here at number eight.
0: I got Zach Ertz at number eight, um, mainly because he once he got traded to Arizona, he was featured heavily, and DeAndre Hopkins is out for the first six weeks. But unlike Tyler, I don't think he's going to get as much volume to catapult him in the top five. Like he's, he's a good tight end. Yeah. Is he a top five tight end? Absolutely not. He's a fringe, he's a fringe like eight, nine, 10 kind of dude for me. Top five? Absolutely not.
2: Alex has
0: also a Zach Ertz at number eight. Look at that. Great minds think alike.
2: Number nine.
0: <laughs> Tyler, who you got?
2: This is where I have TJ Hawkinson. Uh, again, he's, he's, I think he's one of the better up and coming tight ends out there. Uh, he can be a little inconsistent, but he's definitely a top ten talent. Uh, can't go wrong with this guy um, as your tight end one.
0: And okay, who you got?
1: This guy to me is kind of like an eight, nine, ten type of guy, and that's Zach Ertz at nine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, um, copy
0: paste whatever James said. Put it in there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever whatever he said about Zach Ertz, except he's wrong. It's eight, it's nine, not eight.
0: Okay, I like that.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got Dallas Goddard. Golder at number
0: nine Um, because I think the majority of the targets then to go to the shiny new toy in AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. Sorry about it. Dallas Goddard was kind of the dude, but AJ AJ Brown is better. So number nine, Dallas Goddard. And also agreeing with me is Alex at number nine with Dallas Goddard. And last but not least, we got number 10 trade. Who you got? Number 10, the
1: touchdown fucking maniac. This guy had 33% of his fantasy points from touchdowns alone. He is part of a high octane Buffalo Buffalo team. That's Dawson Knox. Fucking love this guy. This guy is so dependent on the touchdown side, and that's what you fucking need to win win your weeks. You need a tight end that scores touchdowns, and fucking Dawson Knox scores fucking touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I mean, I also have him at 10.
1: (laughs) There's no other place you could put this dude. He had 49
0: catches last season. None of them were touchdowns. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's so dumb. He had 40 catches that were not touchdowns. Do you, I, 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 Can he replicate that? Probably no. not. But if he catches like six through seven or eight touchdowns, I'll be happy with that. That puts the number 10. You
1: got. That's touchdown. how insane tight ends are. He got at least one. He got a touchdown in 13 of his last 26 games played. Yeah. That's, That's
0: stupid. <laughs> touchdown machine.
2: <laughs> Tyler, who do you got at 10? I got Hunter Henry at number 10. I talked about this oh, guy a little bit. Did, he's, a, he's a good pickup. Um, he makes his living in the red zone. He's, he's a highly targeted guy, which, you know, obviously for fantasy is, is, a, is a good thing. I think, as we mentioned also, you know, a, another year of, of, of improvement for Mac Jones is going to be, is gonna be uh, huge for him. So I like Hunter Henry at 10. He's basically and poor man's Dawson Knox. Okay. Yeah, sure.
0: Pretty much in a Patriots offense a
1: little different <laughs> in, a uh, less high, in a less high octane offense okay yeah <laughs> got
0: it and number 10 for alex he has mike gasecki out of miami who was wow. basically a wide receiver and tight ends body we'll see that was that was, on a, that was a fringe pick for myself ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and people who love olives that was my top 10 fantasy tight ends we're going to take another quick break and when we return tyler's going to talk baseball like he normally does Welcome back, everybody, and ODAM,
2: MLB ODAM, they're back. They've been back. I don't know why I said they're back, but they're they're here. So Tyler, keep going, bro. They're back. The MLB All-Star Game Week festivities is next week, guys. I'm very excited. This is one of my favorite uh, sporting events of the the whole year. I love the MLB All-Star Game. I think it's the best All-Star Game of all the four major sports. Um, So we're going to talk a lot. That's going to be the bulk of this segment. We're talking about the All-Star Game. we're going to go through the lineups because the whole lineups were released, the starters, everybody. Um, So just to run through it real quick for the American League, uh, Alejandro Kirk Kirk got selected for for starters. We got Alejandro Kirk at, at catcher. Vladdy Jr. got the first base position. Jose Altuve at second. Tim Anderson at short. Rafael Devers at third base. And the outfielders are Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and Giancarlo Stanton. And the DH is Shohei Otani. Um, the reserves, uh, Jose Trevino, Luis Arai, Xander Bogarts, Miguel Cabrera, Andres Jimenez, Jose Ramirez, Andrew Benatendi, Byron Buxton, Julio Rodriguez, George Springer, Kyle Tucker, and Jordan Alvarez, who was injured, JD Martinez took his position. For the pitchers, we got Paul Blackburn, Emmanuel Klass, Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, Clay Holmes, Jorge Lopez, Alex Manoa, Shane McClanahan, Shohei Otani, again as a pitcher, uh, Martin Perez, Gregory Soto, Framber Valdez, and Justin Verlander. Um, And then on the National League side, for your starters, we have catcher Wilson-Rodriguez, first baseman Paul Goldschmidt, second baseman Jazz Chisholm Jr., shortstop Trey Turner, third baseman Manny Machado, outfielders Ronald Acuna Jr., Mookie Betts, and Jock Peterson, the DH, Bryce Harper, also injured. William Contreras uh, is going to take his spot. Also, fun fact, of uh, the Contreras' uh, first pair of all-star starters who are brothers since 1992. Pretty cool. Um, for the reserves, we have Travis Darno, Pete Alonso, Nolan Arenado, CJ Crone, Jeff McNeil, Albert Pujols, D'Ansby Swanson, Ian Happ, Starling Marte, Kyle Schwarber, Juan Soto, and Garrett Cooper. Uh, the pitchers, Sandy Alcantara, David Bednar, Corbin Burns, Luis Castillo, Edwin Diaz. Max Fried, Tony Gonsolin, Josh Hader, uh, Carlos Rodon took his place. Cause Josh is uh, gone. I don't remember why um, Ryan uh, Helsley, Clayton Kershaw, Joe Mance and Joe Musgrove. Uh, so all those are all the names that all star so far. There's still a few days where, you know, people can get hurt or things might change where some guys might get added. That always kind of happens in the week leading up to it. But as of, as of right now on Wednesday, that's who we got.
1: A lot of fucking names,
2: a lot of fucking names. Um, so there's always surprises and snubs. So particularly with the starting lineup for, for each league, uh, we're going to kind of ask, James, start with you. Were, you there, were there any surprises with the starters?
0: Surprises? Not particularly, but there's – I want to talk about the one position, the DH position in the AL specifically. Like the thing – I love to death. I want to preface that. Shohei is great. But he did not deserve to be the starting DH for the American League. I mean, Jordan Alvarez, I know he's injured, but goddamn, he's an Astro. That sucks. Cool. Whatever. His stats as a DH have been phenomenal. Shohei's have been not. Jordan Alvarez honestly should have been the starting DH for the AL. Shohei's going to make it as a pitcher. He'll make it to the all-star game. That's not an issue. Everybody wants to see Shohei. Yeah, he'll be there. Jordan Alvarez is just simply a much better hitter for Shohei having a down year hitting. He, Joran Alvarez got snubbed out of a starting spot that he's not going to play in because he's injured. But the fact is, he should have been the starter over Shohei at the DH spot.
2: Yeah, definitely. Sometimes these all-star votes can be a little bit of a popularity contest. I think in some situations, certainly guys get uh, picked over, guys that probably deserve it more. I think that's a good point. I think Jordan offers certainly numbers wise, definitely had the better numbers uh, by far over, over Otani, but you know, Otani is just going to talk to the town. So he's going to get those votes. I think. Um, but trading with, with the starters, with you know, the kind of, kind of the fan vote, do you agree with what how the fans did or was there anything that was kind of off to you?
1: Nothing, nothing major off. Uh, I mean, usually with the starters, it, it's, it's between one to three guys and I, you know, you can't be, really sh- I'm not really shocked in here. Um I love James's rant. That was cool. Um, <laughs> except, unfortunately, Otani pays the bills. Otani is what we want to see, and um, sucks for who, who? Who was it that you were mentioning?
0: Jordan Alvarez. Yeah.
1: Al- so Alvarez for sure. I mean that. I mean it, it does suck, but you're just not Otani, man. <laughs> unfortunately. So, yeah, it's what it's,
0: it is what It's just so shitty because the DH spot is for hitting, and you're judging Otani
2: based off his. Pitching and hitting, right? Like he's you're voting a, for Otani because he can do both. Yeah, he's such he's such a different level. It's almost like he needs to have his own his own position or something. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree. Um, the only kind of surprise Starting I hitting, saw with you know, the starters um, was I thought Stanton, as great as he's come up with, I thought him being in there was a little bit of a surprise over either Buxton or Springer. I know Buxton's uh, numbers aren't great, but you know Springer has been struggling lately, so. There was kind of a late push there, which I kind of get, but I thought overall I would, I would have liked to have seen either uh, Buxton or Springer in there over over Stanton. Like I said, nothing against Stanton. The Yankees overall have been having a phenomenal season. That was the only one I was kind of like, hmm, probably would have changed it. But I thought overall – It's the Yankees, bro. It's like yeah. yo, it's like Otani, bro. Yeah, they got, got to have it. him in. Yeah. Um, but, oh, I mean, they, a- but but they already had Aaron Judge. Um, but I thought overall the fans did a very good job of uh, voting for everyone. James, what what's your question?
0: I don't know this isn't like a whole fan thing – but another snub that I had for um, is Dylan Cease, your guy for your fantasy team, Dylan Cease, starting pitcher for the Chicago White Sox, who I know aren't living up to expectations right now as a team. And Dylan Cease has an issue with walks because he walks a ton of people. But the bro is third in the league in strikeouts. You can't leave that guy out there because he, you pay pitchers to get strikeouts and you go to watch a strikeout. That's the coolest thing a pitcher can do is strike somebody out. He a 34.4% strikeout rate and a 2.45 VRA, which is phenomenal. And the dude did not get voted in. That that that's tough,
2: dude. Yeah, and Dylan there Dylan are great Cease, pitchers, but damn. Yeah, Dylan Cease was my biggest snub overall. This whole of, of, of both leagues, Dylan Cease was for me the biggest one on my fantasy team. He's my stud. Um, you know, I I, I love watching this guy pitch. He has an awesome um, mustache as well. That's an all-star mustache. <laughs> uh yeah, he as, as James you mentioned, he's fourth. In ERA in the American League and second in strikeouts in the American League how do you not have a guy that's in the top five of both of those stats probably are arguably the most important two stats as, as, as a pitcher especially when you talk about all-stars I don't know how he's not in there it doesn't it, it, make no sense clear I think I think it's one of those that kind of like you have to have a representative from each team and he's certainly you know it's kind of one of those like you have to vote you know guy from the from the Orioles or a guy from the you know Royals and Tigers that they just have okay, to be. Let's in stop there. talking
0: shit about the Orioles, bro, because they're they're the Orioles,
2: okay. I sorry, you're right. The Orioles have been have been, have been kicking ass lately, but it, Tigers and Royals the suck. So, AL yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Yes, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, all every every team in the AL is at least five hundred or better. There, there's
1: awesome. another there's another pitcher that was huge on my snub list, and that's Kevin Gaussman of the Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh he pitched in two point eight six ERA in eighty eight innings, has an MLB best three. 3- Point seven um war uh he has the fifth best strikeout rate second lowest walk rate his batting average allowed is a little bit rough but um he has allowed the fewest home runs per nine innings of any qualifying starting pitcher in baseball how the fuck are you not even in the game at that point like what else do you have to do could it be because you only pitched 88 innings
0: maybe is, is that part of it, Tyler? Like he hasn't pitched yeah. that many well, innings. So I is... mean,
2: Clayton Kershaw didn't pitch that many innings either, but he's in there. Um, I think it's you know, also a legend. Yeah. I mean, but he's, I mean, he also, Kershaw also has incredible numbers. Um, so, I mean, innings pitch is important. I don't know if it's the number one most, obviously if a guy has like, you know, less than, I would say the cutoff is probably like, if you anything less than 50, you're starting to, okay. Like maybe that's not quite enough of a sample size. Um, but I think, I think what what you said, it was eighty innings pitch, 88, 88. That's, that's a pretty decent, like I I, I would definitely say that's worthy of all-star, you know, consideration at, 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 at this point in the season. Um, I think the leader overall is Sandy Alcantara at one twenty six or something like that. 130, 130, 130, bro. On a 1.7 ERA crazy at 130 pitches.
0: How insane is that?
2: Pretty wild. Um, so speaking of pitchers, let's talk about the starters. That's always a big honor for each guy to have. Who starts the All-Star game? It's, just, it's hard to pick. There's a lot of really good pitchers. So who do you make your starter? Um, there's only one right answer for, for the National League, but I'm going to go around the horn, and you guys can pick both your starters for the American League and the National League. Trade, and I'll start with you.
1: i going to have him start. For the American League... i mean i i think i, I <laughs> tough verlander
2: I, I mean that's a good, great pick i mean he's 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 i, I can't is this like his 10th all-star game or something crazy um and he, 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 he's he's a, everyone thought he was going to be absolute dog shit yeah, and he really and he's, he's wasn't killing it I think, I think he's like top five or at least Didn't james have to kiss his ass every stat yeah <laughs> Uh, okay, what about what about National League trade? Who you got for National League?
1: Oh, I don't know, man. Okay, I thought he said it
0: was a shoe in at I the National. Said, there's League. only
2: there's only one right answer for the National League, and I have um, it. I think there's
1: only one. There's only one. If you yep. say Clayton Kershaw, I'm gonna punch you. Oh, is if that if that's what you're trying to say? That's horseshit. Yeah, it's not Clayton Kershaw. It's
2: Clayton Kershaw. That's the only it's way. It's not Clayton Kershaw. Oh, Shirt. my no God. Way. Way. Yeah. No way. No way,
1: get your ass over here, man. I'm going
2: to punch <laughs> the right. face. Well, we'll just go straight to this then. It's Clayton Kershaw. Here's why. I understand oh, Sandy Alcantara. On. Statistically. Is better. Way better.
0: In every single I'm not, way. I'm not
2: saying that Clayton Kershaw this season is a better pitcher than Sandy Alcantara. But you got to listen. But
0: it's a 2022 All-Star We're game, is it not? playing. Not the 1997
2: in, All-Star game. At <laughs> Dodger Stadium. Okay. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw, for, for us, all, all the things he's accomplished, he has never started an All-Star game. And he got snubbed in this particular situation back in the... He's those,
0: also never had a perfect game, and he 2014,
2: got 2014, the year... I think it was 2014, the, the year he won MVP. Freaking Matt Harvey got to start over him because he was at <laughs> home in City Field. And was like, we have to have the hometown, whatever. So I think Kershaw, I think everything comes back around. Karma always comes back around. You put... Clayton Kershaw there in front of the home. The home, they haven't had an All Star game there in over thirty years. You've got to put Kershaw in there. And again, I understand this the stats. He's probably not the most deserving statistically of the All Star start nod, but I think given the situation, given his career, given the fact that this is at Dodger Stadium, you have to have Clayton Kershaw be your starter. But James, well, you know why do you disagree?
1: Or did I? I mean, I, here I, I don't. Know.
0: I don't disagree. No,
1: I mean you make a good point So what yeah. you're telling me is that in 10 15 no, not 15 10 years when when uh, alcant well he de- sandy alcant- alcant- Alcantara, Alcantara doesn't start in any all-star game and then it's in Miami even though he's having a less you know a less stellar season than the next hottest uh, hottest pitcher you have to give him the the uh, the uh the chance to be the starting pitcher in miami's all-star game. I, I,
0: the thing is the thing is, Clayton this Kershaw's is a legend.
1: no okay listen like if, if, if this was Clayton Kershaw's
2: like you know second good good season and he had the numbers he has now I would say start Sandy culture. Contra okay it's not just because he's the hometown we you also have Tony Gonsolin who's having a better season than Clayton Kershaw is I'm not saying start Tony Gonsolin I'm saying start Kershaw given the fact that of, of his whole career the circumstance and, yeah given the circumstance of everything it, it's just the timing of it you I think I yeah. think you have to take advantage of it and like I said, the All-Star Game is an exhibition. It's a showcase of the sport. What's a better way than having Clayton Kershaw start in his home in the home crowd? Like I said, he's never started in All Star Game. This is the perfect time to do it. Because like I said, we only have a few more years of All-Star Clayton Kershaw left. This may be his last All-Star game. We don't know. So take advantage of it. Went to Dodge Stadium. Have him start. I hate yeah. how right you are.
0: I hate that. I, I hate
2: but it. Yeah. It's like, a great point, tired,
0: man. But yeah. Yeah. It's like I really was about to go to war with you. <laughs> i'm still gonna punch you in the face but damn you're yeah. right you're right yeah okay I mean, what about kershaw should start. the
1: only one that gets to pick an american league one
0: yeah james uh, I, have for american league starter. i also have jb yes uh, okay i'm not Two idiot. era 11 wins leading the entire league in wins and like he's fresh off of tommy john if we're gonna go with the legend route put justin verlander out there put clay and kershaw justin verlander out to start i think that's a pretty cool storyline now that i think about it especially coming off tommy john like that's cool, man. He's doing a great job. He's leading his team. He's setting the tone for that entire pitching staff and bullpen. That's the reason why. You this could damn good. you could
1: argue he's setting it for the entire team. That team is fucking good, man. And
0: that team's offensively. That team's always been good, Uh, but pitching was a huge question mark coming into it. <laughs> Justin Verlander really straightened that thing out. Big that's time.
2: True. Yeah, I, I I do think that. He will go with Verlander. Also, Dusty Baker is the manager for the American League, so he's probably going to go with his guy. There's no
0: bias there at all. No, not at all.
2: Uh, So I think it's going to – I would be shocked if it's not Verlander. Wasn't he a Dodger? Verlander? No,
0: uh, Dusty Baker. Was he a Dodger? Yeah,
2: when he he was a player, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's actually
2: really – that's a great storyline too. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for him. Dodger fans love Dusty Baker. Although, other than the fact that he has to wear, it, he's, he's he's managed the Astros and the Giants, which is like really unfortunate. But <laughs> as a player, he was awesome. Um, but, but one other guy that I'm going to give some credit to that I think should get some attention is Shane McClanahan of the Tampa Bay Rays. This dude's having a stellar season. He leads the ERA in ERA and strikeouts. Um, so i mean right that right there you know statistic. We we're talking stats i know i'm going against what I, what I just said but um <laughs> i think that that's a guy that you have to you know give certainly give some 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 uh cred to um you know so we'll see what happens but i i like i said if clayton Christian does not start in this game i'm going to be a little disappointed um i i would understand it from some perspectives and i've been seeing this debate and people go back and forth um it would also be kind of cool you know Clayton Kershaw comes in like the second inning and like he gets that bullpen and then he's coming from the bullpen. You get, you get that whole moment. That would be cool too. But I don't know. I, I feel like he finally gets the chance to get that a chance to start the all-star game. I think that would just be super
1: great. Yeah. Tyler cries if he's not starting pitcher. Recently. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Will.
2: Um. All right. So last final all-star uh, discussion here, the home run derby. Again, I one of my favorite events, the field, unless I've gotten an update recently. Yeah. There are still one, uh, spot up for grabs in the home run derby. Um, but currently as the field stands so far, we got Pete Alonzo, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., Albert Pujols, which I think is super awesome. Uh, Juan Soto, Kyle Schwarber, Jose Ramirez, and Julio Rodriguez. Uh, this is a great, great field so far. So I'm curious to see who's going to have the eighth spot, eighth and final spot. Uh, Pete Alonzo is the two-time defending champion. He's, he's won two of these in a row. He won 2019, obviously 2020. We didn't have a home run derby and he won last year in 2021. So he's going for three in a row. Um, got some good competition. Albert Pujols, obviously, in, in, in his last season, one last hurrah there at the Home Run Derby. you got the rookie sensation, Julio Rodriguez in there. Uh, you know, some of the best young stars, Cunha, Soto and Ramirez, and then Kyle Schrober, who absolutely mashes uh, baseballs, is also in that. So I would love to see Stanton in there as the eighth spot. He's one of my favorite guys to watch uh, hit, hit home runs, but we'll see who nabs the eighth spot. Um, but my question is simple. Does Pete Alonzo Alonzo achieve the 3 Pete in the home run derby? So Pete Alonzo or the field, James? No, he does not. Do I get get to choose who wins? Yeah, you have to predict it.
0: Who? J-Rod. I think J-Rod wins it. Wow, the rookie. The rookie. I hate everything Seattle. Um, I'm a Niners fan, so I hated the Seahawks. And now recently I hate the Mariners. But goddamn, I got to tip my cap to Julio Rodriguez. He's fun. He's a fun player to watch. Very energetic. And the thing about the whole run derby is that you kind of want volume. (laughs) All these guys can hit and can hit for power, but you want volume. And that tires you out. Julio Rodriguez is 21 years old. Boy's going to be pumping this shit out like nothing. And that's going to be okay. And the more volume and the more hormones you pump out of there, the more likely you are to
2: win. So Julio Rodriguez, you're going to take the dub in my book like that uh trade-in do you got same question you got Pete alonso three p if not who wins it
1: i got juan uh juan soto just because
2: because just i want it. him I, to I, win because like because you just like juan Soto. i mean juan Soto was a great pick um i'm gonna say pete alonso pulls it off i think he no uh his home run derby he's he, especially the last one got like i don't know if you guys remember last year he made it let he made it look, shit look easy he was, he was on another level. Um, it it was absolutely insane. Um, obviously the competition is very good. You can make a case for all those guys winning. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to say he does it. I'm going to say he achieved something that no one's ever done and he wins three home run derbies in a row. I mean, we want to see history, right? I think it's pretty cool. All right. So tune in. So the home run derby is uh, Monday and the All-Star game is Tuesday. So most likely we'll be recording during the All-Star game. So I'll be super distracted, but I will make it happen. It's all good. Um, so yeah, so let's move on to some other ODAMs. Uh, this, this happened a little bit a while ago. And it's just been a while since I've gotten a chance to talk about it. But we're going to talk about the Freddie Freeman agent drama that's been going on. It's a pretty wild story. Um, just a quick little breakdown. Um, Freddie Freeman's agent, uh, Casey Close, uh, reportabl- reportedly he did not communicate with Freddie Freeman about an Atlanta Braves final offer and basically gave the Braves just a one-hour ultimatum to basically decide either take this or we're walking. Um, and apparently the communication was not great on Casey Close's part. Freeman apparently didn't know about it. The Braves apparently did not give enough time to counter all this kind of stuff. He kind of almost forced uh, the hand of, 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 of both parties and basically said, you know, we're not going to sign it. Um, this all happened during Freddie Freeman's return to Atlanta a couple weeks ago. And there's a lot of emotions with that. he. he got World Series ring. He was very visibly emotional, which Freddie Freeman's an emotional guy. Um, so it was, there was a lot going on during that week, during that series in Atlanta, he fired uh, Casey Close um, and left Excel Sports Management um, after all these re- reports went down. Um, also, interestingly, um, another big name to leave Excel recently was uh, Trevor Story. Uh, he left after signing his contract in Boston. So there's obviously some reason why people are leaving this sports management thing. It's kind of interesting. Um, of course, the uh agent uh close, he denies everything and implies the braves and the people reporting this news are creating a false narrative and they're planning planning to take legal action um because they you know obviously they believe this is false and they're obviously very bad press for them. So they're gonna lose a lot of business over this because as an agent that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Um so a lot of you know, he said, she said to kind of kind of stuff, but obviously a pretty interesting story. Um a lot going on with with, with Freddie Freeman there, and it's just overall. Kind of, what are your guys' takes on this, and kind of like, how do you feel about it? Um, it's just a very interesting uh, kind of kind of situation. Trading, what what do you got on this?
1: Well, uh, Casey Close is well. If if the allegations are true, which I actually believe they are, um, he's a fucking asshole. Uh, I'm just gonna say it right there. Um, and look, you, I understand why he did it because obviously everybody knows that. You make more if they're, if the contract's more, if you're an agent, that's just kind of how it goes. Um, and Casey close had every, had every right to, you know, ha- has every though, has an obligation to ensure that his client is well taken care of. And the ironic thing is by this coming out, it makes every single player that is signed with Casey close think twice about either, well, if they're if they, if they're looking for a new agent, either getting into bed with Casey Close or keeping him as as their as your agent, um, and it might end up biting him in the ass, especially if his um, if his plan to to sue falls through or or turns out to be a complete farce. Um, I, it just to me, you you have an obligation to respect the player that you are, you know, cover, uh, you know, representing. That is your job. That is your duty. And it clearly, if if the allegations are correct, this what that wasn't that wasn't um, you know that wasn't followed, and and that alone is a, is is a is a big problem, and I feel for a guy that is so tied to to the town that he wanted to to play for, and he didn't ever get that chance because not that there was a miscommunication or lack thereof um, of 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 an impending you know um, offer by the by the team he wanted to stay with um, the the Atlanta Braves, so. Um, I, th- I think it's tough because the, pro- the problem is, is he's stuck. I'm not saying this is a bad thing necessarily, but you're stuck in a town that you necessarily would have rather stay, not went to if you didn't have to for set. Is it seven years, Tyler? I'm not sure. Eight uh, seven, for five. the Dodgers. Yeah. Six, six years. So he, you know, he, he's, he's stuck on the Dodgers for six years. Now, again, it's the Dodgers. You have an opportunity to win multiple championships. This is, you know, that, that, that alone is pretty fantastic. However, it's not what you wanted initially. Um, and you thought that this was your only opportunity to, to play baseball at a pretty decent, a pretty decent um, pace. So, of course, you're going to go. Uh, of course, you're going to go when you have no other option. So um, when or when you think your best option is left the building. And in this case, I think that Casey Close had a better opportunity to. Um, he had an opportunity to to represent his client the way he should have. And he did not. Yeah, uh, James, what about you? I think the sad thing
0: about this is, is that the biggest loser isn't Casey Close in that, that agency. It's Freddie Freeman. Yep. Like, this is the guy – everybody everybody, and their mom and their grandma knew that Freddie Freeman wanted to stay in Atlanta. Like, he's, he's had his entire career there. He has family there. He's built his roots, and he's growing from Atlanta. Foundations, everything. Every, he knows everything about Atlanta, and it's come to fruition when he went to go visit. And the amount of love that these fans showed somebody who left them for somebody who, like who they played in the world series. Like that's, that's for the world series to the playoffs. It was crazy. Like that's huge. It, it sucks. Cause he wanted to stay somewhere, but was given misinformation that dictated it. And it kind of goes to show that when you're making that much money, money is kind of the root of your problems. Cause he went to that place. He went to the Dodgers because he was like, ah, I didn't get the final offer from the Braves. So this, therefore, this place is giving me the most amount of money. I'll just go there. And that that really sucks for somebody who wanted to stay in Atlanta. Everybody knew it, man. It sucks for family. It sucks for him. It sucks for his kids. It sucks for the community. And like, like Trayden says, like, I'm not, I'm not saying the LA and the Dodgers are a bad place. It's just not where Freddie's heart's at. And you you can kind of see it. He's still producing. He was an all-star snub. Uh, but he's still producing at a very high rate and he's a very productive player. Um, And I've only been watching baseball for a couple of years, but subjectively speaking, I don't see Freddie smiling as much. He's the kind of dude that's out there talking. He's at first base, talking to everybody, smiling at everybody who comes to first base and having a conversation. And when I watch Braves games, without a doubt, 100% of the time doing the exact same thing. With the Dodgers, sometimes it's on, sometimes it's off. That, that's the biggest difference for me.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, James. I think, you know, I, I just felt for, for Freddie Freeman the whole time. I was like, dude, I, I had every expectation. I didn't think that, you know, I was like, when he, when he was a free agent, I was like, oh, that'd be kind of crazy if the Dodgers got Freddie Freeman. But I never expected it to get to that point. I fully expected So everyone in baseball expected Freddie to land back in Atlanta at some point. I think Freddie's that kind of guy. He, he wants to be, he's a guy that wanted to play his whole career with that organization. I think he made that very clear. And I think, you know, ultimately that's why he ended up leaving the agency, whether or not, you know, the agent, you know, did the things that he's mm-hmm. been accused of or not. The point is he didn't get the job done um, and get the contract. And I think Freddie Freeman is the kind of guy that would have taken less money to stay in Atlanta for long-term um, because I think he loved that city so much. So I think it, it, it's just heartbreaking for, for, for Freddie Freeman. And I just felt for him, you know, part of me was just like, <laughs> I'm like, do you guys want them back? Like, here you go. Like, I don't, at this point, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we'll figure it out. But unfortunately, that's the way it is. You know, it's, that's just, it, it's just it's a shitty business. And it's unfortunately that, that it, it had to happen that way if it did. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's done. But it's just, it, it's pretty crazy if, if these reports are true. And, you know, we'll see if uh, more legal action gets taken on, on uh, the, uh, on from Casey Close and, and, and his uh, management team. Um, certainly if it does that'll create a pretty interesting uh core drama if they ever release that kind of stuff and see what actually comes comes to light um but moving on to my final topic here the san diego padres uh did something pretty fucking weird um they released their city connect jerseys and if you have not seen these yet uh please google them um they're pretty interesting uh we got some pretty hot takes already alex gave me his take that we'll get to at the end here um, but I will share my screen and we are going to rate rate these guys um, once I get there. And here we are. Wow. Um, I don't even know how to describe these. Um, basically, just every annoying bright color you can imagine all poured into one. Uh, we got pinks. We got this weird aqua teal blue. We got this bright yellow. They normally have, um, just a lot going on color wise. Um, the, uh, the, the, catcher's gear, which I don't have a picture of is all pink, um, uh, which is, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. A lot, a lot of colors going on, just a, a lot happening here. Uh, so we're going to go around the horn and rate these as we always do. James, what do you got on these?
0: Okay. So for these, I've been back and forth up and down on these a lot. So when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, that, that, that there's a lot going on there. That's a no for me. There's too much. It's too loud. I'm going to give it a four out of 10. But then the more I looked at it, the more I did research on it, I realized that it's kind of an ode to Baja California and how they're meshing two different cultures together. And I was like, San Diego, Baja, California, two countries into one team. And I was like, that is a pretty cool idea. I like that. So then I rated it a 7.3 out of 10. But then then <laughs> wow. i talked to my boy mike about this big mike brown who listens to the podcast every single time shout out mike brown um and he was like bro like these color the color scheme for this it's like miami it's miami type vibes and he's like and also it looks like an easter egg and i was like god damn you are right it does look like an easter egg so now it's a 5.8 for me 5.8 from
2: james uh i love i love the back and forth and kind of explaining everything <laughs> uh just taking us on your little journey there it was great uh into the trade in. james yeah trading did you go on such a long journey or, or are
1: you what's what's going on there uh, it was it was a short and sweet journey to the trash can <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> like these are bad <laughs> they're very loud i get that what they're trying to do but i mean we're not in miami guy we're on the other side of the fucking country um i i I, I get the effort. So they get an a for effort. They get it. You know what? They get a 9.0 for effort, but guess what? Effort doesn't pay the bills Effort Doesn't get you a big ranking in these TLDR city Connect Jersey rankings. You go in the trash can at 5.0. Oh, I was higher than I expected it to be. Um, but yeah. Uh, I got to give them something because the effort, right. They give them a little bit of something like, but it doesn't put them over the top. Like you were lucky to get a five lucky. <laughs> wow. Um,
2: yeah, so I'm giving these a 1.8. Holy. Um, oh. holy shit, dude. Yeah. Come
1: on. No, no I, no, what?
2: okay. I'm not from San Diego. My fiance is from San Diego. And I asked her what her opinion on these was. Cause the whole point is the city connect and I, you know, Baja California, but the problem is Baja California is not San Diego. That's the problem. Like I get, they're close to Baja California. They're close to that, you know, all that stuff, but it's not San Diego. This, when I see this, it does not scream San Diego at all. It just screams annoying. And like I said, Miami, that's what I think. Like these, these are Miami colors, which is great for Miami, but it doesn't, it's not San Diego. And they're just annoying to look at. And I was watching the games, I was watching the game. I, the game and I just I had to turn it off because I was just annoyed by, by seeing their, for their freaking uniforms. And that's not what you want. Um, so like I said, the idea and then the concept behind it, sure. So that's why they get some points for trying, but the execution is awful. Like it's just it's just not there for me. Um, so it's a one point eight for me. And uh, Alex gave these a two point one, um, and his uh, take on it um, was that they look like a mixture of Miami Vice and Rainbow Sherbert. Figure it out. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and uh, his, figure it out, San his, Diego. His like his that. alternate idea was to give was for them to do the the, the red suit uh, Will Ferrell wore during for Anchorman and that he's done more for San Diego than the Padres ever have.
0: He's not wrong. Yeah,
1: he's not. Yeah, he's not he wrong. is not wrong. Well, it's actually Baxter. No. Baxter what's kind Baxter of saves the
0: world. Yeah.
1: What's kind of interesting is San Diego had an opportunity here in my opinion they should have went. They should have went in on the military side of San yeah. Diego, which is very 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 big part, especially after the release of of one of the greatest films ever in in uh, in Top Gun. We all know that the birthplace of naval aviation kind of started in san diego that's and it's a big part of our navy now and there's there's you know the military across all different you know all the different um you know uh, parts of the military are are, are all based in san diego uh, or at least have a basis in san diego and it just seemed like an opportunity to pay homage to our to our military here especially um, given its rich history um and that and that kind of brings it down to a to a 3.0 for me now because it, it, I, I just thought about the, the last that, opportunity so you can, I'm gonna change
2: it to a three pointer right I'll change it to a three
1: um, trade
2: Nigara with you my, my only devil's advocate to that is that they every Sunday home game they do wear uh, their military camo jerseys so they do pay homage to that mm. um, but Tough. I think they still should have played off that more with these city connect jerseys. I agree with you. I think when I think San Diego and kind of like their history and kind of what I think about when I think of San Diego, one of the things I mainly think of is all the, the military bases around the area with the Marines, the Navy, pretty much all of them have some sort of base there and at home there in San Diego. And I think they could have done a lot more with that. Um, you know, I don't know. I just, like I said, I, like I guess I, tr- I appreciate the effort. I get the concept, but the execution and just when, at, the, at the end of the day, like these are designed jerseys that are supposed to look good. These just don't look good. They, they're, they're not, like even if these were Miami, they'd probably get a little bit higher because I feel like it matches their aesthetic better. So I might, have, I might have bumped it up to like a four or something, but the jerseys just don't look good. They're just not good looking jerseys. I mean, San Diego has a real problem with making jerseys look good. Like They, they, just, they just can't figure it out. Um, yeah, what, what, what do you guys think of these? Um, we're interested to see what, what you guys take on these uh, Padres jerseys are. Um, this was definitely the lowest ranked one. I don't even have to do the math on this one so far 2022. Um, I'm really, there's, I think we have, I think there's 16 teams that still have not had a city connect Jersey. So we're not even halfway done with these guys. Um, I'm not sure how many are supposed to be re- released for the rest of the season. I don't think there's many more, maybe two or three more um, for, for, for 2022. And once we have all of them done, well, of course we'll go through the whole year as a review and kind of see who are 22, 2022 champ is and who our overall champ is so far. So, so these are super fun. Thanks guys for your for your takes on these. Um, yeah. That's all I got for baseball this week. Tune into the all-star game next week. It's going to be great.
0: Yes. And uh, thank you very much everybody for listening to episode 106 of TLDR podcast. Just want to let you guys know that you guys have been helping out tremendously. Like the last, I don't know, four or five episodes, the average have gone up a ton. So I appreciate you guys. Keep sharing, keep doing your thing and tune in every single week. But before we leave, I leave you with one question. What makes toast toast? Like if you toast a waffle, is that now toast? Think about that. Have a good week. (laughs) See you next week. Oh my God. (laughs)